Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I'm the absolutely fabulous Lauren. The good-looking <laughs> hey, half of Tarpod. Hey, Loz, I've got a crazy big recruitment story this week. It is, that is, the, it is the slowest recruitment story week in history. I sort of agree. There's like a lot of little shitty things out there with yeah. fair work and disputes, and like, but they're not newsworthy. No, they're not. I, so we've had to dig really, you. really deep. Before we dig deep on the news stories, I've got to tell you, when I was out there reading news stories for this week's Scoop, Mm. brought to you by The Fabulous Indeed, um, there's a lot of strike action pending. Is there? Now, remember way, way back when you were a child, Craig, every Christmas there'd be a postal strike, a a beer beer strike, strike, um, and there'd be some transport or someone would be, oh, Someone would be striking. Well, from looking at the Fin review today, we've got pilots striking in Queensland, oh, so that'll yeah. affect the mining and the FIFO workers. We've got childcare guys about to go out on strike. We've mm. got transport in different states threatening to strike. Um, I'm getting a little reads and flashbacks to my parents yeah. complaining <laughs> in the 80s here. At least the writers are back at work, so we might get some of this shit off our TVs. Oh, come on. Bring back Yellowstone. Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) Hey, I'll kick off with the first sort of real story this week. This is from the BBC. Sacked Ministry of Defence police officer wins a sexist fitness case. So a Ministry of Defence police officer was sacked after failing a fitness test, has won at an employment tribunal. So they do, as part of um, their onboarding and also to stay fit within the police force, they've got to do one of those blip tests that we all did at oh, primary yeah, school. Tests. I do that. Yeah, yeah. What's the level they have to get to? They have to reach a level of 7.6. I think Victoria, last time I looked, mind you, this was a very long time ago, or it was it might have been New South Wales, they had to reach five. Well, wow, so 7.6 is pretty high. And what they're basically saying is that, um, that it's it seemed clear that women would find it more difficult than men to pass at that level and perhaps there should be a level associated with gender and that it was in fact sexist for the expectation to be at that level for both genders. What, what do you think about that? I sort of agree with it a little bit, I'll be honest with you. I think that... Um... We just, we're different body-wise. So, yeah, physiology yeah, is different. You've got to make allowances for that. doesn't mean they can't do the job just because they can't run 7.6. I can't do 7.6. If I can do a five on a beat test, I'm happy. Mm. Anything above that, it's pretty good. Well, it said here that expert witnesses said that um, the differences included a lower average muscle mass for females, um, women having a higher percentage of body fat and smaller hearts and lungs. So that would impact directly on this test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose then that opens up rabbit holes to talk about so many other things. Well, you couldn't do blind um, recruitment if you did that because, you know, you'd have to declare, wouldn't you? Oh, you would. Mm, Very interesting. Mm. But it it just continues to um, surprise me how every week we get something that comes up and starts going, hmm, what do we do here? I know. 
It goes. It's all over the shop, really, isn't it? A bit of fun. What have you anyway, got? I've got a couple of good articles here. Now, this one had a short list this week. Um, Australia ranks 13th in the talent destination globally. Now, after slumping during COVID, the height of COVID, I'll say, mm-hmm. COVID dragged for a good couple of years here, uh, Australia has, has started to regain its attractiveness, attractiveness in global talent according to the 2023 World Talent Ranking by the International Institute for Management Development. Now, Australia ranks 13th out of 64 countries in its appeal category on in, an improvement from 21, which was rate 19th, but mm-hmm. also ranked 19th back then in 21 when we had our borders shut. So it's not exactly... Um, Apples for apples on this one. But specifically, Australia ranks third for statutory minimum wage, 10th for quality of life, and 12th for attractiveness to foreign workers. Well, that's good. Out of, out of 64, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a flip side. We're Uh-oh. always not going to rank the highest in some things. So, But the weaknesses are the income tax. We're ranked 57th out of 64. Really? Cost of living, we're ranked 39. Gee. And remuneration, we are ranked 34, and worker motivations ranked 33. That's pretty shit, isn't it? When you get to well, so we are 50, extremely taxed here. Our taxes are high. Seventh out of 64, worst in taxing. Mm. Holy well, okay, shitballs. I'm going to sort of counter that argument with the fact that we do have an extremely robust social services network in Australia. Yeah, we do. Being our Medicare, um, our hospital systems, uh, our unemployment and childcare and elderly care. We have very robust, and I'm happy to pay for that. I don't mind paying my taxes for that. Uh, so that's, I think, I think it's sort of a give and take. You can't have everything. Yeah, and it's sort of so. Is that basically just income tax, or is that all sorts? Because I doesn't the, say the new Victorian government just bloody bought in another tax today. Oh, well, what's this one? It's um, vacant land tax. So if you're not going to build, oh, I saw that. And, and the, yeah. they've not only done it in Melbourne. Now they've put it out to all the regions. And there's so many people look out in regions have a block of land to shove a caravan on for holidays. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Oh, that's a bit weird. Because how are you going to determine? There's a lot of vacant land in the country. There is well, a lot of a land. City. Hey, I've got yeah. one from an, an Unleash. So apparently, according to Unleash, just one in four people, 27% of global workers have a healthy relationship with their work. And this drops to a dramatic 5% in Japan. So only 5% of people have got a healthy relationship with their work. Um, the survey was of 5,000 global leaders and workers found that a higher proportion, 32%, describe mm. their relationship with work as extremely unhealthy. So they're saying that really? the data's, yeah, the data's a real wake-up call. It found that um, these unhealthy relationships were having a significant negative impact on well-being. 62% felt their physical health had declined. 55% were struggling with their mental health. So it's important, well, very important, to ensure that workplaces are supportive and create a sense of positive culture. In fact, HP's research shows that 83% of global employees would be willing to take a pay cut if it meant they would love their job more. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there that just hate going to work in the morning. Well, I've got to say, you and I are constantly uh, 
throw around the office. Wouldn't it be great if we could just podcast and not yeah, have day not, jobs? Not do a real job. Yeah. No, That'd I know. be really nice, wouldn't it? Imagine that. And and you think though, that, that with such low unemployment in Australia, you think that, and I know that we're bound, like, you know, tech industry and recruitment, internal recruitment industry are suffering, but most people have an opportunity to change their job if they really want to. Look, if you don't like it, get the fuck out is all I've got to say. <laughs> There's plenty of jobs out there. We've got record unemployment, um, so record low unemployment. So, look, just get the fuck out of it. If you don't like it, leave. It's that freaking simple, people. It's not rocket science. Yeah, no, you're and there's right. There's plenty of jobs out there at the moment. Like, how many industries are screaming? And if you want a career change, now is the time. Go and wipe an old person's bum for a living. You could do that. Oh, Craig. <laughs> what have you got next? Oh, my God, you're a horrible person. <laughs> I'm going to remind you of that one day when you're getting your ass wiped. Okay. Now, this one, oh, I went down a rabbit hole on this article, i got to tell you, and then I started reading things about the freaking Senate. Anyway, the headline is from the Fin Review. Workers could lose out on bonuses if labour hire laws pass. Mm. Like, okay, this is interesting. Now, I went in and picked out a few of the nice little snippets out of this article. Um, so businesses will likely scrap bonuses, share-based compensation and other incentives in a bid to simplify pay structures and avoid costly legal battle- battles over what counts as same pay under the Albanese government's complex labour hire laws. Sort of agree with this one mm. when I got into it. So the Mineral Councils of Australia, which is a lobby group, um, will be speaking at the Senate yesterday, actually, they spoke. And they are basically saying closing the loopholes bill uh, requires for labour hire workers to get paid at least the same as directly engaged employees. Mm. Uh, so complex that they will force businesses into lengthy litigation of more than a year to make such outsourcing entirely impractical. Wow. So small and local businesses will be competing on wages and entitlements with some of the biggest companies in the world, rendering many unviable. So if this is the case, this is just bullshit law. Yeah, yeah. It's um God, it's gonna it's gonna make it even a harder job market out there. It's... Well, the thing is, if people rely on contingent. How many businesses out there? There's not many that don't really. Mm. You need seasonal workers. Like, look, we've just been, re- we spoke last week about um, Australia Post ramping mm-hmm. up with their 3,000 mm-hmm. for their, their Christmas period. I was reading um, that Amazon and UPS and these things in the States are doing the exact same thing at the moment. They're ramping up for Christmas casuals. Um, and it also then brings in their whole Christmas casual thing. Then you've got to have the casual to permanent conversation that they're now thrusting on people as yeah, well. It makes it hard to run a business. making it real effing hard. Yeah. Can't believe I, I even censored myself on that. Fuck. Anyway, <laughs> that, so they are making it so fucking hard for people to hire casuals, to hire contingent, so you can ramp up and ramp down when required and not incur redundancy fees and all of the other yep. shit that goes yep. along with it, um, it's just, like, it's ridiculous. It's an absolutely yeah. ridiculous law. Well, let's hope Anyway, that's my rant on the soapbox about that yeah. one. <laughs> let's hope that doesn't get through. All right, I'm going to go with our obligatory AI um, uh, 
oh. article each week. So according mm-hmm. to Jim Stroud, who's a who's a very, very, very famous talent acquisition specialist and commentator within the US, he says, the end is near. AI's continued impact on the job market. So he goes and he really drills down into a particular um, example. So a gentleman called Sumit Shah, CEO of Dukan mm. in India, fired 90%, get this, 90% of the company's customer support staff after what arguing that fuck? an AI chatbot had outperformed them. So this is a direct tweet from Shah. Are we still calling them tweets? What are we calling them? Twixers? Twixers. I'm going okay. with Twix. It's a direct Twix from Shah. We had to lay off 90% of our support team because of our AI chatbot. Tough? Yes. Necessary? Absolutely. The results? Time to first response went from 1 minute 44 seconds to instant. Resolution time went from 2 hours 13 minutes to 3 minutes and 12 seconds. And customer support costs reduced by 85%. And it's hard to argue with it. Stroud says on that that the general feeling of technophobia that a lot of people are feeling around the world at the moment in relation to AI. Everybody has felt this before in other generations. And the cycle tends to be, firstly, there's a transformative technology that taboos. Secondly, it's greeted with a mix of wonder and fear. Third, old jobs are replaced by new occupations. And lastly, people adapt and progress forward. And it's happened times and time again, notably in the Industrial Revolution, internet and e-commerce, and now with robotics, robotics and automation. So, um, yes, there are going to be some jobs, we've discussed this before, that disappear, but there's opportunities to reskill, there's opportunities to take out the boring, mundane, repetitive work and really start focusing on being more strategic. Yeah, I yeah, I get that, but I feel very, very sorry for those poor people who are at the entry-level jobs. I know. Not, wonder- everyone's, not everyone's going to end up landing superstar jobs here. I just wonder, is that the direction that contact centres are going to really go now? Um, and, and, you know, yourself, like I've listened to you being on hold to contact centres, Lauren, and if you don't get the answer to your direct question, you get pretty nasty pretty quickly, don't you? Because I prefer to be speaking to a human. That's right. So imagine um, being a chatbot who have limited their learning as you go and have limited answers. Like I was on one yesterday, a chatbot, and I asked them a question and they repeated it back to me completely different to what I'd asked. Um, And you'd say no, and then they say, well, you'd like to talk to a agent. So you say yes. Yes. And then they put you on hold and they keep checking back in saying, are you sure that our chatbot can't help you? No, you couldn't. Yeah, I'm the fucking first time. sure, mate. You couldn't. Yeah. And this is what I get annoyed with them. I really do because it's like, no, you're not helping me. Um, oh, and, and you're right. It doesn't even repeat back what you want to know mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. the time. So interesting how if the AI chatbots are going to be a bit more knowledgeable than the machine learning ones. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, are we on to events? We are, we are. So I've got quite a few events actually, because guess what today is? Uh, Wednesday. Bounce day. Of course, it's bounce day. People should be listening to it all day long. Well, well, they're clearly going to be listening to this in the morning, and then from nine to one, they're jumping online and they're going to have bounce on the first Mm. day of bounce three. You can still um. Register, can't you? Absolutely. And there's a second day of Bounce on Friday. Just gets better and better. It's a bounce week. So we're <laughs> bouncing into the fucking week. It's bouncy, bouncy, bounce, bounce. 
Brilliant. So jump on, register. Look, I honestly think that this is a great event because everybody in Australia and New Zealand can get behind this. Mm-hmm. You it's... don't need to be in a big city. You just need to have an internet connection, which we all do. And it's free. Freaking free. Yeah. One of my favourite four-letter words. Free. free. <laughs> shoe. Visa. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> That's you, buddy. That's you. Remember, you're not allowed 50 metres from a school anymore. That's why you're not a teacher. (laughs) But the other one, we've got so many events coming up because we know event season being November is flying up on a fast, fast. Mm. So we've got Hiring Success by Smart Recruiters on the 14th of November and that's going to be at the New South Wales Art Gallery, a full day of high-level learning. So if you're keen to get along to that, get on and register your interest because it is an invite-only event. We are podcasting from there. Craig and I will be turning on up with the we microphone, having a wee bit of a chat with everybody and talking about all fabulous things, TA and the venue. Oh, my God, I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got anything on your list there, Craig? Yes, I've got one. I've got a workplace wellbeing webinar. If you haven't done so already, sign up for Indeed's webinar, which is on Thursday, October 12th, tomorrow. It's a 45-minute session. Uh, Indeed's talent strategy advisor, Lauren Anderson, will share key findings from the Indeed's new workplace wellbeing report and give you an in-depth understanding of how employee wellbeing directly influences your hiring, recruitment, and retention strategies. And you know it's good when it's coming from Indeed and there's a Lauren involved. (laughs) There is a Lauren involved. And so register now to secure your spot. We'll pop the link in the show notes. Absolutely. But we've got more. I know. This is like a Demtel ad from the 80s, free steak (laughs) knives and all. How much? Don't ask. So the day after hiring success in Sydney on the 14th, we've got the 15th and 16th of November is going to be the HR L&D Tech Fest at the ICC in Sydney. Two days, over a 1,000 HR L&D professionals converging for two fabulous days, as I mentioned. So we will be there if you want to get along at the HR L&D Tech Fest. It's not just about HR L&D. I do know that there is going to be a lot around TA in that as well because the tech, it overlaps. Um, L&D is really solid in the TA uh, arena, as we know. It's falling into that, not just HR. So if you're in Sydney for hiring success, suggest you Come along to that one. That's going to be three full days of us talking into microphones. Let's see how my voice lasts after that Sydney trip. Oh, eh? yes, let's, let's. And finally, have we got a special offer for something? The biggie. I've been saving this for last. <laughs> the biggie. So the following week in Sydney, in November 22nd and 23rd, we've got Luke. The ATC's annual conference, Aligned Strategies, Empowered People and Impactful Outcomes. Luna Park. Far out. It was so good last year. So, so good. And because you're a Tarpod listener, you Mm -hmm. get a $200 discount on your ticket. Ching, ching. Boom. Bringing home the money. So -hmm. that means if you buy a ticket, you're saving $200. So enter the discount code Tarpod, all capital letters, 200 Tarpod 200 and get your 200 bucks off. If you can't find your code, get on our LinkedIn page, all of our socials, you'll find yep. the code there. Amazing. That's all we've got for t- this week. In fact, well, it ended yeah, up being it a bit a longer. Slow, yeah, a bit of a slow news week, but. We built into it. Going on. We fluffed it out. <laughs> That's your next job after foot model on um, OnlyFans. Fluffer. Uh, TA Fluffer. 
Um, on that note, it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Stay classy, you've been a long day.